Number 29. I can't handle you doing the 54321 thing. What was that guy's name? I was doing the Wayne's World uh, 54. You know, the sideways. No one can see that, though. I know. No one can. Do you want to describe what you just Yeah, did? the sideways, like, arm flick from, um, that's not from Letterman, that's from Wayne's World. What, okay, whatever. The I Wayne's World I Countdown. I have seen, I haven't who seen that Who was Phil? Since Wasn't was like Phil 12. the guy who barfed in the back seat? I have not seen that movie probably, how old were we when it came out? Um. We were, must have been in single digits. Could be. I don't. I have not seen it in years, okay. and was never particularly interested in it, to be honest. Will you watch it with me? Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, we should watch it sometime. Yeah, I'll watch it. Um, Needle in the Mouse, twenty nine. Golden Globes edition. Golden Globes <laughs> edition. Usually we tape on Sunday mornings. Yeah. And today is Sunday night. So if you notice anything different, although last time we taped was at nighttime too. I just think it's funny because I every year I'm like, oh, I'm I'm gonna want to watch the. The award show. Yeah. But then I just get so annoyed. Yeah. I, I just don't like any of that stuff. I hate it. I, I never I liked it. all those shows. I hate the shows. I like the actual awards. Yeah. But the, I, I think I wrote about this on my newsletter yeah. at some point. For Maybe. some award show. But like, I really hate the Twitter commentary. It really bothers me because everyone's like, this person shouldn't be wearing that dress because blah, blah, blah. It's not a good color on them. I'm like, who the F are you? Yeah. It's really annoying. And then also the same thing with the TV, with the shows. Like, hmm. this person was robbed. And I'm like, why Why do I care what you think about yeah, that? Wow, like, you're I, very invested in this. I don't, I barely tweet about the red carpet stuff. Mm-hmm. And while I am very invested in television shows, yeah, I do not feel like anyone really cares what my opinion is this evening about whether or not Fargo should have won best pick, best um, miniseries or musical or whatever it won. But I think that's like the people who really do the best on Twitter are the people who don't care that no one cares what your opinion is, and then eventually they care. And I'm not like that either. I don't. I agree in real life. Like I think you have to have an opinion and talk about stuff. Yeah. But it's just, it's about you should be talking about something that you have. Like I don't want to say a right, but that you are knowledgeable about. Yeah, but that's the whole thing about Twitter is that anyone is as knowledgeable as anyone else. I don't know. Maybe I'm just too. I think that both of, we both have this problem. We're we're trying not to waste anyone's time. But I I tweet a lot on Twitter and I say ridiculous things that probably annoy people and get them to unfollow me. Yeah, but, but you're you're tweeting those for you. Yeah, I'm not tweeting for anyone else because right, if I was tweeting for are... other people, I would never tweet because I'd be too nervous about yeah. worrying about p- what people thought about me. It's very good interesting. talk. It's very, very so. What did you do this week? I was in Vegas. How was it? What, what were you doing there? I was at the Consumer <laughs> Electronics Show, which I actually – I think this is not the name anymore. I think they are one of those – and by the way, this is – there are very few things I hate. I hate when companies and organizations turn their name into an acronym and then get rid it's of the actual – CES now? It's CES hyphen – no, sorry. It's International CES Trademark. Or something like that. Oh, jeez. Or maybe it's the internet. I don't know. But it's uh, – this happens a lot with trade groups. Yeah, yeah. That get 
you know, then they they literally changed their name to the acronym. Yeah. This happened in telecom with CTIA, which used to be something like Telecom oh. Industry Association. Yeah. Now they now it's called CTIA hyphen the Wireless Association or something. That's like that. what happened with PPR, which yeah. was like print. How do you say that department store P R I T? Printon. Printon. Wait. Um, Pinot, which is the guy who own it and who owns it, and then I think it was like Red Cat. They own hmm. some. I think it's called Red Cats or something. I don't really remember what the R stood for. But they eventually switched the name to just PPR. Yeah. But then they switched their name to Caring. This oh yeah. This is a luxury fashion group that owns like Gucci and and also randomly owns well not randomly but also owns Puma and other things. Hmm. But um, they're like the LVMH's biggest competitor. But then they just changed their name. To caring, I forget why. Yeah, it's like Harry S. Truman. <laughs> S doesn't stand for anything. Really? That's what I was told. I don't know if that's true. I don't know. Anyway, CES. That was my first time there. It was pretty awesome, actually. Do you think I should go? Was there a lot of Oh, wearables? yeah, please come. Uh, no, it was... Well, that's not true. If there were I a lot didn't, of women there. I would there. not be bothering you. Okay. There were a lot of women there. <laughs> that's your response? No. You said, should I come? <laughs> what does that have to do with other women being there? Well, no, because my first instinct was, no, it's all dudes and it'll be miserable. But then I realized there were a lot of women there, too. For, like, for, for work. Okay. You're digging it. No, a hole. absolutely not. Okay. Because the joke of all trade shows is that there's it's the only place in the world where they're long, the line is longer for the men's room than the women's. Uh. But when I think about it, the people who I had meetings with, most of them were actually women. So... Well, it was actually – I mean I don't know the statistics, but it was actually a, a pretty good mix, I, I would say. I don't think I want to go. You don't need to I worry. don't think you want to go. Um, I don't really care about Well, maybe else. you'll see. But yeah, there were uh, – so this is my first time there yeah. and I only went for a few days and I went for the last few days. And it was overwhelming. Mm-hmm. I had I haven't been to Vegas in a long time, so I forgot how far apart everything is and how yeah. long it takes to get from place to place. Especially when there's a 25-minute line for cabs every time. Yeah. And crazy traffic. Mm-hmm. So that sucked. And I made the mistake, which I, which I knew I shouldn't have done ahead of time, but I still did it anyway, of like filling all three days with meetings. Yeah. Which don't do that. Like set like one meeting a day or just like a lunch or a dinner or something and then improvise. Yeah. Unless it's like a super important. Now, this is the role of a of a journalist. If you're there on a sale, on sales call or like something like that, oh, yeah, do all the damn meetings, meetings you can do. Um, so, couple of questions. Yeah. One, first one is Apple doesn't have any sort of presence there, right? Did they ever? Um, Apple has no official presence there. My guess but is that around. there were a bunch of Apple people there quietly. Yeah. You know, doing meetings and that kind of stuff. Everyone is there. Now, if you're Apple, you have no you can always get a meeting everywhere. But yeah. like half of the half of the booths are random ass Chinese companies that are all next to each other there. Yeah. This is like for a lot of companies, the only time they come to America every year. Yeah. So if you want to meet with five hundred different Chinese companies for random thing, I have this catalog somewhere of this this one company that to me embodied everything. It was just like 
they just make a bunch of cheap tablets and phones and all kinds of stuff like that. They've and they've been around for like twenty years, right? They've been around for a long time and they just make a bunch of cheap stuff. So if you need to meet with companies that do manufacturing or make iPhone cases or random little components, it was do you remember when we first went to Tokyo and we went to that like underground like the inside the train line that the electric like where they were selling all those little gadget components? Vaguely. Yeah, in Akihabara. Yeah. It felt like that, except like 2 million square feet of that. (laughs) Parts of it, at least. Yeah. Um, But then there's like massive booths for Samsung and Sony and all this kind of stuff. So other than the – is it kind of like the the auto show where there's like crazy stuff that might not ever be made? Yeah. Well, actually, the coolest thing I saw was a concept from a car company, BMW, Mm And it was these smart headlights, basically, that were um, were laser headlights that shine, like, really far ahead and use GPS data to, like, light the curvature of the road if the road wow. turns. And, and what if someone's, like, high beams were on, would it? Yeah, so it has these, these laser high beams, and if it senses a car coming in the opposite direction, it it masks the section where they are oh, wow. as they're moving towards you. Or if it sees a person or a large animal on the side of the road, it'll like shine a separate spotlight on them and that kind of stuff. Oh, so wow. having driven through Montana in the middle of the night with basically my head out the window looking for deer the whole time, yeah, that would have been an awesome thing to yeah, have. So, and it was my friend Matt um, who told me to check this out. He's basically said like this is this is the one thing at CES that marked the biggest change from reality. And I think I agree with that. Like pretty much everything at CES is just like this year's TV, this year's tablet. Um, Occasionally there's some new technology that just blows everyone's mind. This certainly wasn't mind blowing, but it was absolutely the kind of thing you see and you're like, Oh yeah, this is how it's going to be. That will happen. Yeah. This is going to happen someday. This is, this just, you know, reminded me of like the first time you saw the iPhone demo, where Steve Jobs is like scrolling through the menu and you're like, oh, yeah, duh, that's yeah. how it's supposed to be. So, yeah, we have GPS data. Why why shouldn't the car be doing more with it than just telling you where to go? Totally. Um, one thing I'm interested – I'm sure there are a ton of like wearable tech companies in terms of watches and accessories and other things. There were fake Apple watches already. That's so weird. Yeah, um, some woman from Mashable bought one for like 30 bucks, $27. So but were there a lot of wearable tech, um, like, fabric companies? Because that's something that I'm really interested in. They do conferences just about, like, tech fabric yeah. advancements and stuff. And it's mostly scientists that go to them. But I was just curious if there was anything like that there. Or, yeah, or that and that's, little... I actually did two meetings with wearable, with, like, smart textile companies. Mm-hmm. And I, again, this is the kind of thing where there was an entire room, like, the size of a gym of health smart like health companies like yeah, digital health companies i would be and, interested to go and just walk around yeah. and look at that stuff. and i only visited with like two of them because yeah. i didn't plan it very well um so i met with one company that ma- called ohms ohm fitness or something that makes these compression clothes that have sensors in the fabric that can measure your your breaths and your uh, heart rate and your thrust, so mm-hmm. like your basically acceleration or deceleration, and 
broadcast that to your phone and you can track it with an app and it can also be centralized so like a trainer could see all of his clients workout data and that kind of stuff so that was kind of interesting i have to exercise with it because i haven't i forgot to bring um ces tip don't only bring one pair of uncomfortable shoes because half the time you're going to want to wear something more comfortable because your feet are going to want to fall off so i forgot to bring gym shoes so i couldn't work out in this shirt there um but that was interesting. And then the other one I met with is this company that just does like one-off. Uh, they, they're like a consulting firm. And they, in the meantime, screw around with these projects. And one of them was this uh, shirt that the guy makes with uh, fiber optic threads running up the sleeves to measure basically uh, your arms uh, stretching out and contracting. Mm-hmm. So if you wanted to – and then digitizes that information. So if you wanted to like – study your golf swing or tennis swing or something like that. That would be, it's digitized. Interesting. Yeah. So it was like a cheaper version of those suits that the guys wear when they're filming um, like a video game or or CG section for a movie or Hmm. something like that. Fascinating. So I'm sure there were a bunch more. I didn't see those, but it was cool. It was really neat. It was like completely overwhelming and there was... Three hours where I thought I was going to die because I – you basically have to set an alarm that says eat and you just have to eat something, yeah, anything. Like because it's Vegas, so there are unhealthy food options all over the place and like fancy restaurants. So – and it can like and it can be like three in the afternoon, and you haven't eaten since seven a.m. and you're about to pass out because you've been walking in the sun and you're not drinking enough water. So I'm next year. I'm just going to set calendar appointments like eat, drink water. Yeah. So that it it does kind of sound like Fashion Week. Yeah, it was fun though. I really had a great time. And at nighttime, you know, there's parties and dinners and that kind of stuff. So I don't know. My whole career, I've been fearing CES. The first probably. Five years because it sounded just absolutely hellish and everyone – everyone, God, people are fucking whiners. They're like, oh, you get sick at CES. I didn't get sick. Yeah, and that's kind of amazing. Yeah. You... Well, I was only here for three days. But still, like, shut up. It? like it and, a week? Uh, it starts like Sunday and goes until Friday. Okay. But like people start showing up Saturday or Sunday if you have to be there Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway – People just are whiners. CES is fine. Compla- CES like is awesome. Complain. And then the last few years, I was like, oh, maybe I should go. Well, I also think the fact that you didn't have to file five stories a day is helpful. No, it's great. And I that's one that of the reasons I went. I think for people that have to file a lot, it's probably super annoying. Could be. Or stressful. Yeah, I agree. Just thinking of when I have the like few times I've covered Fashion Week where I didn't have to file like five or six stories a day. Yeah. When I once, when I was working at Lucky, I was able like I filed stuff, but maybe two things a day. It was mm. more my job to go to stuff, yeah. and that was really fun. Yeah, because I didn't have to stay up till three a.m. Totally, you know, trying to make sure I'm covering everything. Whereas the way I typically cover it, I have a really good time, and I hate I like really try not to complain as much, but it's. You know, it's a, it's at the end, I'm like completely burnt out. Yeah. I didn't get burned out. Well, so the other problem is that it doesn't seem like the airlines add more direct flights 
during CES. Oh, okay. So like no one gets a direct flight. I I I bought my way into one on the way home, but like on the yeah. way there it took 12 hours to get there. Yeah. Cuz you have to go through That's Dallas. Crazy. And I could have gone to Japan, you know? Like yeah, I could have gone anywhere. I could have flown to to freaking Korea if I wanted to. So what's the point, you know? And then or or I mean I could have flown direct, but it would have been like 1200 bucks. So yeah. On the way back, I got a direct, and that was more manageable. It was, uh, and there were no delays, so that was great. But it's just I don't know. So the the first you basically lose two days to travel. Yeah. And then you, I was only there for two full days. So. Well, we should go back to Vegas sometime, maybe. Yeah. So what'd you do while I was gone? I worked a lot. You wrote about Patagonia. Oh, I did write the Patagonia story finally. Today we had a very funny, uh, very funny situation where we were both wearing a black Patagonia down sweater, which is which is really a jacket. Just uh, this is where who... I would like to remind you to go back in the history of the needle and the mouse and listen to episode. Have we already talked about this? Um, well, not episode one. What was the episode where we talked about the Patagonia? I don't Here, episode four, down sweater season. Did we discuss the fact that I think it's weird that they call it the down sweater? Maybe. You know what's funny, though? Maybe we'll go back and listen to it. In the description, it actually says down sweater jacket. Mm. It doesn't just say down sweater because it's not a sweater. It's not a sweater. And I know that that's a branding thing and that's fine for them. Because they also have the down shirt. And the ultralight down sweater. Yeah, it's a little silly. Uh, episode four, we down were, sweater season. We'll have to listen to that later. We were both wearing the we black We were both one. wearing black. Do you have the hoodie? No. No, me neither. And we were not, but we were also, we try not to, we've done that like twice. Once Yeah, it's a little a weird. It, yeah. it feels a little weird. I did wear mine out on a date once. And then this with time. With me or with someone yeah. else? Oh, okay. I don't know. You just said it like that. I didn't know what you were talking about. Yeah, my my other my dating life. Your other husband? <laughs> yeah, my other husband. That's funny. Anyway, maybe we should cut that bit out. That's why it was awkward. awesome. Okay, um, but uh, we you know when we went to Bocaria, and oh, I yeah. was like, I'm gonna wear it out. Oh yeah, and look like a suburban mom, but really chic. Well, today and, we. But today it was like kind of an accident because I went running. Yeah. And I met you at a coffee shop. And I wear it when I go running in the freezing cold. And you were wearing yours because you wear yours like every. I wear mine day. everywhere between the degrees of thirty-five and fifty-five. So well, no, more like now, not like thirty, thirty yeah, and fifty-five. Yeah, it's really amazing how warm it is. But yeah. so we were walking. Yeah. To the grocery store, and what did we see? Already feeling a little, uh, like yeah, we're wearing the same jacket. I, I wasn't today. I was conscious. Uh, I wasn't today because I just didn't care because I was, yeah. you know, but. Well, then we saw uh, a couple walking towards us, both wearing the exact same and, jacket we were. And they were like arm in arm. Yeah. They looked like, they. you know what they reminded me of? Julia Louis-Dreyfus and her husband in Christmas Vacation. Mm. Remember? Do you no, remember? I don't remember. You don't remember? No. How do you Sorry. not remember? We, how many times have you watched that movie? Mm, two or three times. What? Yeah. You haven't seen it more than two or three times? No. Well, in the movie, she plays like an extreme yuppie. Okay. Li- you know, she, they live yeah, across yeah, the street yeah. from the Griswolds, and they like are all cool, and they're always running and working out, and 
you know. Yeah. It, it you know, their life gets ruined. Oh, yeah, by those people. Ball. That's who they remind. They just looked so smug walking yeah. down the street. Well, we were in but, in uh, Cobble Hill, but then they noticed. They saw. Well, us. we basically made eye contact. Noticed that we were all wearing the same black Patagonia down sweater, and no one said anything. But we both looked at each other. We're like, "Yep, like that veered, just." I veered to the right. Oh, I was just like, "That's awesome! That just happened." I'm. I've succeeded in life. What did you say? It was Gattaca or something? Like yeah. That? It was basically, we were in Gattaca. Uh, I don't really know if that's the proper reference. I haven't seen that movie since the day it came out in I the theaters. But I, I think just... 95, maybe? Anyway, you wrote about Patagonia. Yeah. On, in the Wall Street Journal. Yeah, it was It fun. came out this weekend. Tell fun. me about it. So I've been wanting to do this story for a while. But this year seemed like the right time for it. But a obvious you, I mean, obviously I knew what Patagonia was, but I'm not. I was never like an outdoor. I I didn't even own. I think most people I went to school with like owned the North Face. They didn't or Columbia. There was no Patagonia in suburban Pittsburgh at, in in the '90s. But you have been into it for. I mean, I feel like ever since I've known you, maybe. Yeah, I've been into it. When did you start buying those down jackets, uh, sweaters? Well, you were well, you were there for the first one I got. It was blue. It was blue with a red zipper. Yeah. But I had been uh, coveting one for a long time. Yeah, and so I since noticed... I worked since I worked at Uncle Dan's camping store in college, where we sold them. Yeah, and so you started wearing it, and I just really liked the way it looked. I noticed more guys who kind of dress like you. Who are kind of a little lumberjacky, but or you know plaid shirts, rock, dark denim, the post lumberjack look. Yeah, the the post lumberjack look, and then this year, and I just every year I liked them more. Yeah, like I just liked them more and more and more, and then we started going in there a lot, and I just liked it, and I write about them a lot from a business perspective because you know they're a B corp, they're very like socially conscious. Really great company. It's a really great company, really earnest. They make a lot of money, but they like really privately don't held. want you. They're privately held. They do what they want. They really don't want you to buy a bunch of crap. They want they you to buy They tell you to not nice buy thing. crap. Yeah, they're like literally don't buy something. We'll let you replace it if it's ripped or something. Um, they have a whole program where you can like exchange your stuff for new stuff. It just... Yeah. It, Interesting company, and it's a company that a lot of other startups really look to as a model. Like I, we've talked about this a million times on here about fewer, better things, right. people spending more on less, and so many startups, e-commerce startups, apparel startups, right now, whatever you want to call them, have that kind of you know mission statement, and a lot of them cite Patagonia as being a, a company that they're really interested in. So I started writing about them a lot and think I've written about them from so many different aspects. They have a big, they're like their surf business is getting bigger, all these different stories. So then I decided because I started running this year and I really wanted to keep running when I was outside to buy myself one of those down jackets. So I bought one and I went to dinner with my friend Jody, who is a marketing head at a big you know, big 
fashion brand in New York, and she had hers. She had bought hers in like the boys' department. Yeah. Um, she's very tiny. This is common, um, by the way. Yeah, of girls doing that. Yeah, because yeah, it's half price, and it's also boxier, so it's oh, a yeah. little more. Hmm. Um, it has like a little bit of a cooler fit. Yeah. The the curved seams are very figure flattering, but they might not be the, you know, hippest way to wear it. Well, especially if you're wearing it under uh, another coat. Yeah. Like if so you're using it as insulation. She was kind of layering hers under her really big fancy anorak with like yeah. a fur hood. Like you wear yours like that sometimes yeah. too. Yeah, I've been wearing mine like that a lot this winter. Um, but then I started thinking about it and I was like, I actually really like this. I really like the logo. I'm going to wear it out. So we went out mm-hmm. for dinner that night on a date um, to Bocaria and I wore it. Man, we walked all the way to Bocaria. What do you mean we walked all the way to Bocaria? From the other side of I Soho. Met you. Oh, did you meet me at that bar? Yeah. yeah. It wasn't... I mean, that's really not far. No, it's not it's that like far. three blocks. Cool. Um, and then I started thinking about it, and I was like, I really want to do a story on how these this brand in particular is becoming kind of like you can mix it in with fashion stuff. Yeah. And it just so happens that the fleeces have become a fashion item, too. And a lot of runway designers have actually made, like, their versions of Patagonia fleeces usually are, like, yeah. $3,000. Um, and I've also noticed that designers are knocking off the down sweater yeah. on the high and the low. Like, yeah. there's – you go to, like, a menswear store and there's a $2,000 version of it. Yeah. It's actually worse than the Patagonia yeah, one yeah, in yeah. every way, technical and style. And then Uniqlo famously has, like – theirs is, I think, $99. Yeah. And yeah, it's interesting. Even Muji makes one. And I thought it was interesting that it's starting to like creep into women's too because it doesn't usually – like women's and men's trends don't typically overlap like that. It's obviously much more dominant in men's. So I wrote a story about that yeah, cool. part of it and I interviewed a bunch of people who wear them and I found – I actually found another like-minded woman who is not you know, a fashion – editor or stylist or something who's into them too and a lot of a lot of my fashion friends wear the fleeces yeah Um, i need to get a fleece but yeah it it was a fun story because it kind of brought together all the different things i'm really interested in it was yeah it was great check it out wall street journal what's it called i don't remember who knows Search search for Patagonia fashion lauren sherman fashion insiders yeah patagonia fashion Lauren Sherman site colon WSJ.com. Yeah. And you'll find it. Or we'll link to it. We could, we could put something. We could on, put a hyperlink yeah, on in our on our else. blog. We could do that. Well, will, I don't think we've done that in like Well, years. no, I do it during the show. Oh, yeah. In the show in the show uh, descriptions I always link to what we're talking about. What else? I feel like we've been very busy. Yeah, well, we haven't done a show in a mo- over a month. One it was the holidays. Done. That was great. Lauren got me uh a, gr- a cool book, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. She also got me a shirt that was too big for me that we sent back. Yeah. And TK, we'll see what we do with that. Yeah. Uh, my sister sent me four selfie sticks from Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. Four of the same. Uh, do you think it will be useful? I don't know. What we're, the selfie stick? Yeah. I don't know. We haven't taken any of them out of the box yet. But Are we, we should. going to do a selfie with Ralfred? Yeah, we should dog? do. we should do that. Uh, yep, that's all. I bought myself, uh, Bose headphones for the flight. Yeah. 
I think we talked about this on a previous did show. We? I hope so because I don't want to talk about it right now. Yeah, but. I think we did, and I I said that I would I would have spent the money on the, the upgrade. The upgrade. Yep, and then um, yeah, I don't know what else happened. Well, you've been right reading a lot about the Swiss watch industry. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So let's, let's talk, talk about, about that. that. Because, so that was a really cool. There's also rumors on Nine to Five Mac that it's launching in March. <laughs> what? <laughs> it was it was linked to on all the fashion. That was that's this a, has become. By the way, that's the sexiest thing I've heard in a long time. Is my wife saying Nine to Five Mac? Can we, but I do have a thing I want to talk about the fashion uh, industry's weirdness with this stuff because well, I don't think we got in. We've gotten way, into that. Man, enough. I love the way people sound when they say passport. What what is that from? Sneakers. I've, uh, another movie right. I haven't seen in. in well, actually, I Apple think we watch. watched that together. Apple Have watch. we watched that together? Apple Watch maybe March. March is Fashion Week, right? So they'll, oh, it's they Paris, might. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So maybe that they'll um, have Ooh, a. Maybe they'll do it in Paris, Ooh. and then you you could. Here's my here. I'm just making this up right now as we go. My guess is um, early February. When's New York Fashion Week start? February twelfth. So my guess is that either that week or the week before, they have another one of their little keynote events where they show everything off again. Well, can I just tell you something? Okay. According to Nine to Five Mac. Yeah. That's when like people are coming to train people who work in the store. Right. So they would have they would do that after the keynote. Okay. Because the key, the people in the store can't be trusted. Yeah. So they probably won't learn it. They'll, they'll probably learn stuff after the keynote and before it goes on sale. Okay. So then it'll ship two weeks later, which is like the end of February or early March. Mm-hmm. And then it'll be available for Fashion Week. I don't know when uh, Paris Fashion Week or whatever. I don't know. When it, when are the um, Oscars? They are the last week in... February or March? February. All right. Well, or they're like the... Th- Sec- they're really early this year. Hmm. Well, none of this has to do with Maybe the sales because Apple could just give all those people Apple watches, but which it probably will do anyway. Um, I bet they'll be – well, they may be available for the Oscars. Yeah. I don't know. So I've, I've been researching a lot on kind of the business implications of the Apple Watch, mm-hmm. and one of the things I stumbled on is this – 2013 report on the Swiss watch industry by Credit Suisse. Yeah. And it's really fascinating. I think it was about 40 pages long. Mm -hmm. And Swiss watch industry is um, almost entirely four companies, uh, well, four conglomerates, LVMH, yeah, yeah, Swatch Group, and another one. And they're all privately held. They don't tell. Well, LVMH is not privately held, but they don't. Right. They don't, they don't, no one talks. Like it's all very secretive information. So they had to do a lot of research for us and they made this report. And it was really interesting about how basically the Swiss watch industry wasn't growing too fast. And then all of a sudden it went nuts. Uh, And then it slowed down a little during the recession. And then it went crazy. And it was all because of China. Yeah. Um, And now that's not happening. And then it, and then it slowed down and it got, Nuts because Chinese people were buying a lot of uh, – were, imp- were importing a lot of Swiss watches, a lot of which were being given as gifts to, to government, government people. But now but you're then, not allowed to do that. Right. And then a- another part of it was it was either 20 – it was either 30 or 40 percent of Chinese tourists buy a watch while they're traveling. Yeah, that's – Which I mean, was crazy. And that. this was primarily in still, Switzerland. Is that it right here? 
Uh, no, uh, that is the other one. I have it digitally, it. yeah. Okay. I, I have the print copy at work. Um, so it was really interesting, and then it talked all about how basically the um, there was all, there's all, been all this consolidation, and these companies are now like super vertically integrated, everything from the watch movement to the stores around the world, and of course they're building a lot of stores in China. Yeah. So it's really interesting because Apple, you know, Everyone's like, "Oh, Apple's just going to go after the you know arm the the fitness armband market with some cheap thing. Everyone's going to buy it." No, Apple's going directly after mid to high end watch sales. Um, the Swiss watch industry, especially if the, if Apple takes off in China, like Swiss watch industry could be totally hosed. And it was a really fascinating report. You can actually download the whole report if you really want to geek out, or I'll link to my kind of summary of it. Um, yeah. And it was it was really interesting to learn about something like that that is a huge business and I knew almost nothing well, about. Well, how much of it did they talk about that? That's all really interesting and makes a lot of sense. But did they talk about consumer behavior around buying watches and why they buy them? Um. So one, yes, a little bit, and some is of it is like that, that I, people are buying the stuff as family heirlooms yeah. and. Still unclear as to whether a ten thousand dollar rose gold Apple Watch would be considered a family yeah, heirloom. I I think that's the disconnect for me is that even if these are not fairly family heirlooms or whatever, that's what people think of when they buy them. Right, like it's a forever item. Yeah, and it's like analog, so it's yeah. you know and, and even that's if the even other if thing. even if there's an ice age, they'll still work. Yeah, and that's the Whereas other the thing. Apple Watch, you have to charge it every night. So, and, and the other thing is that a lot of these, and I feel like again we have probably covered this a lot, but a lot of these pieces, people are geeking out on the movements and the way that they're constructed, especially if you're buying like a hundred thousand dollar watch. And I wonder which, what percentage of that market is like the six figure or the like you know, $60,000 watch and up because that, I don't know, maybe that's a huge part of the market. I don't know if the biggest part is like the $4,000 and under, which are the ones that are really in trouble. I yeah, think I don't know if it got into like that much detail. 25, 35, 45, 100,000, $1 million watches. Uh-oh. Jeez. Dog drama. Ralph. Doggy drama. Um, I think that those are. Are we gonna have to cut this? No, no. Is we'll, he gonna shut up? Yeah. Hey, there's no. Hey, Ralphie, reason. you there's don't have no to worry about that dog. Those other dogs. That's not your friend. That's not your friend. Anyways. Come on. Um, so that's what I'd be curious. Right. That that's that a good question. I think my guess is one thousand, two thousand, three thousand dollars Swiss watches. They like Swatch. In particular, I mean, they also have a couple high-end brands, but Swatch in particular, I think, needs to be worried. And yeah. they have kind of acted – they've kind of been like, we don't care. We're not worried about it. Well, now they're getting their act together. Yeah. But uh, but then a lot of them are like, oh, we'll just make our own smartwatches or we're going to make our own watch bands to have smartwatches stuff. They're all going to be a disaster. Like these companies have perfected the extreme art of making a mechanical watch. They don't know how to make software. Yeah. Like, well, yeah, that's maybe why they can. They're going to start hiring people from tech companies. That doesn't work. You can't do it like that. Well, it's, it's the just, same it argument work. could be said that Apple can't hire people from luxury companies to make a good. But they already have product. John. They have Johnny. Yeah, they have but Johnny he's Ed. not a. He's a. 
he's an industrial right. designer. He's not. Uh, a fashion. My guess is that Apple will get luxury faster than luxury companies get software design and, and engineering. But we'll see. Uh, still unknown whether the Apple Watch is going to be a big hit or not. I think that it could be. I think that the first batch is going to sell out because they're not even going to probably make that many. Yeah. But I don't know if it's going to be like a long-standing hit. I'm definitely going to buy one. I'm not entirely sure I'm going to like it. Yeah, I'm going to buy one too for sure. Is he okay? Yeah, he's doing something that we can't describe on this show. Otherwise, Um, we'd have to give it a... Yeah, I'm going to buy one too, I think. I'm definitely going to buy the cheap one. Yeah, me too. It's also lighter weight. It's better for, for running. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, so I, I did that. Oh, we also did a cool thing at Quartz. We did a uh, market research poll mm-hmm. with uh, SurveyMonkey where we surveyed a bunch of smart, uh, like over 800 smartphone users. And yeah. of the people who already own iPhones, only 5% of them said they were uh, basically either very likely or almost definitely going to buy Apple Watch. So, well, that's, But that's still a ton of people. That's one thing I've been thinking about a lot is – what could that thing do that my that my phone doesn't do already? Right. Well, and this goes back to your phone's getting bigger. It's now a nuisance for me to take my phone out of my pocket. Well, I also think for me, because I work from home, yeah, it's different. If I was right. in meetings, if you're all out and the time, about all the time, and it's also aggravating to see someone pull their phone out in a meeting or something mm-hmm. like that. If you're just if they glance at, at their watch, arm, are you going to get mad? We'll not, see. Not, this could be the yeah. new thing. Ooh, I'm looking at my arm. Yeah. Uh, I've been wearing – I've been once again uh, practicing for the Apple Watch by wearing my old Casio calculator watch. Yes. Actually, it's not that old. We bought them for each other. Yeah, Remember I mean, the $20 that, watches? That, that was a long time ago, though. That could have been seven years ago. Yeah. Hi, Ralphie. Hey, Ralph. Um, and, and once again, I'm astounded by how novel it is to have the time in front of me. With, yeah. Without taking is my it, phone. Is it out. helpful? Do you still take your phone out sometimes by accident? Not as much. Really? Not as much. Um, so the, yeah, the Apple Watch, you know, that's going to have notifications and some apps, some basic apps, and you'll be able to text, te- sort of text people. Yeah. And I think it Apple Pay. Will it have so you'll be able to use friends? Apple Pay without your. Will it have fine friends? I don't know. Good question. Why you've been using that, huh? Well, I've only used it twice, but I feel like, you know, it would be useful for yeah. me and you. But I don't want to find any other people other than you. Yeah, thank you. Welcome. Um, what else is what else is going on? How long have we been talking for? Uh, almost forty minutes. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, it feels very short this time. Oh, time flies. Time does fly. Um, do you have any resolutions for this year? New Year's resolutions? I do. I have a list of people that I'm going to hang out with. Oh, yeah. That's a good idea. Because I, uh, I get lazy about hanging out with people. So I made a list of people I'm going to hang out with, some of whom are friends, some of whom I've never met, some of whom I know as acquaintances but want to know better. It's a great idea. I think I might do the opposite. People you don't want to hang out with? No. Or just not hang s- out. Schedule more time schedule to not more, hang out. Schedule more me time. Yeah. <laughs> You know, just instead of um, – I've been pretty good. Like this year I only worked – I didn't work on Saturdays, but I worked all day Sunday for most of la- most of 2014. So I'd like yeah. to maybe not work okay. on Saturday or Sunday. 
Or as I was saying, I kind of wor- want to work Saturday and Sunday because no one emails you mm-hmm. during those days. And so I can get more writing done and then just blow off like Thursday and Friday. Can I tell you something? Yeah. It's very easy for no one to email you. Huh. Just turn off email. Just don't open so the tab. So Just don't do it. It's That's like asking. I don't. You know, if I'm writing, you don't need for, to. You're not like if I'm writing something for two hours, I don't. But yeah, that's like asking you to not look at Twitter for two hours. Oh, I so, can't even do that. I can't. I can't even stop looking at Twitter when I'm looking at Twitter. I so, go, oh, I wonder what's on Twitter, and then I'm realize that I'm currently already looking at Twitter. So I don't think you you should. And also, I do have a lot of different people that I'm. I know, responding I know. to you, and I have well, I have a reputation of responding very quickly. Yeah. You're very so. good at that. All right, anything else? No, I think that's it. Cool. Well, thanks for tuning in. You can uh, submit questions that we can talk about on the show anytime yeah. at hello at the needle and the mouse dot com, or via Twitter at needle and mouse. Is that it? Is that what it is? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. And uh, yeah, send us some questions so we don't subscribe keep via about iTunes. Yeah, really. Let's never talk about wearables again. Subscribe via iTunes and SoundCloud, I guess. Rate us in the iTunes store if you like the show. It'll send more people to the show, mm-hmm. I guess. And yeah, we'll see you next time. Maybe next time we should talk about coding. Okay. Let's do that. Okay. Should we learn to code first? I think we should talk about learning to code. All right. Because I don't really want to do that in the next week. Me neither. Okay. Bye. Bye.